0: Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. That book is going to be out in January 2019, but I didn't want to wait until that time to start talking to superheroes of love. And guess what? Here's the news you are a superhero of love, and through talking to other superheroes like yourself, tapping into that little superhero inside of you. I'm hoping that you and I and all of us start feeling more and more like superheroes of love, meaning that we love and are loved more than ever before. So welcome, let's get this party started. Welcome superheroes, we are here today with somebody very special. Artist Julie Alonzo and Julie and I have never spoken before today, so this is going to be a magical creation. But we come together via a very special human on this planet Earth who is a superhero of love herself, Patty Paulier, who is in a jewelry designer. Her company is called Waxing Poetic, and I highly recommend. Everyone checking it out and also personally poetic. Patty Paglia is a very special person and she has a very special daughter named Lulu. And we are here because Patty and I, not only are we joined in real life, but we are also joined via Instagram. And she posted the most glorious <laughs> video of Lulu opening up. a gift from Julie Alonzo. And instantly upon seeing this video, I said, I have to interview her because obviously she is a superhero of
1: love. So welcome superhero of love, Julie Alonzo. Oh, thank you so, so much. It was beyond my pleasure to be able to do something with and for Lulu. The pleasure was all mine for sure.
0: So tell us about, tell everybody about the gift since um, since they're not going to be able to vision. Oh, actually, I can put a still picture when I post um, in the program notes. So I'll put a still
1: picture. Explain to our audience the creation that you made for <laughs> Special Lulu. All right. Well, I met Lulu at an art show and it was the very end of the show and it was very hectic and chaotic and I sometimes get embarrassed at art shows because it's it's a very vulnerable thing to stand there with your art and sell it and the reason I always come back for more is for the children. I love the connections with the kids and what I make has a lot of sort of magical mystical fairy type quality to it so it draws in lots of children and it was the very end of the show and Lulu came and she was hanging around the table and I had a bunch of crystals and I think I gave her a little tiny piece of rose quartz and you would have thought I gave her you know (laughs) a new car she was absolutely (laughs) grateful grateful beyond measure and then she was like looking at things I kept giving her another little thing and another little thing and these were all you know tiny you know not significant gifts and she was overjoyed and then so I kept cleaning and her Mother came back and said, My daughter says that you, you know, have this art and I need to see it. So I connected with Patty. Well, that story could go on and on, but I'll just cut to a few weeks later. I became their Instagram friend and I saw Lulu had made up some magic potions. And Patty had listened to her daughter and honored her daughter and respected her daughter, all things which I absolutely loved, and posted her potion recipes on Instagram. And the They were so profound. And the minute I saw them, I was like, Lulu needs it. She needs a treasure chest full of all the supplies to actually create these potions. And so that sort of started my own scavenger hunt for all the different items to pull together to send to Lulu. And we really met that one day. There was just Instagram correspondence in between. But it was so fun and fulfilling for me to find things like an old clock And I found the old clock probably two hours from my house um, in a little town. So she had really interesting things that she wanted, an old clock and melted crayons and some Altoids. And she had a love potion and a smart potion and a time potion and an invisible potion. So anyway, I started gathering all the things and the only thing missing was the box and we can get into some guidance things later, but I started looking for the box, and I I would just say, show me where to go, show me where to go, show me where's the box. I found the most perfect box for her, and I packaged it all up, vintage bottles, and all of the recipes, and the magic wand for her, and I just sent it off in the mail, and I actually honestly sort of forgot about it, because I do, I forget about, I go on to the next thing, and then I got this you know, overjoyed response from Lulu, where she really felt, I think, understood and seen and excited. And she started making potions with all the stuff. Um, So that was really it. And it was, I, I still contend, way better, way more gratifying for me than for the recipient.
0: Yeah. No, first of all, um, I have to say, Lulu is one of the funnest people on the planet Earth to give gifts to. She just, because she finds magic and joy in every single morsel of life. Also, I I honestly, like the, when I first saw it, I was like, you guys have to get, you ha, you and Patty have to join together and make these things accessible to other people because you, what, you, what the audience needs to know is that you didn't just box things up and find an old clock. You have, the most loving touch to everything that you do, and you created an artistic, I mean, a, 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 an explosion, a, an explosion of heart and
1: art, you know. Oh, that is so sweet. That's the greatest compliment. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, I just love doing it, and it, it doesn't make a lot of sense on paper, and I came from you know, big corporate job and a pretty fast track life. And a lot of things changed and fell apart. And that's when I really got to be who I really, really am, which is this artist. Tell us about that story. Where? Were oh, you wow. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, um, I do, I realize that everything that I've ever done sort of was all leading up to now and to continuing from now. And I always joke that I'm only at halftime. I'm probably about halfway through my life. Um, And the things that I did were, I was very driven and super ambitious and I worked really, really, really hard. And I realized that from all of those jobs, um, I was a working mom for about 14 years. I have three wonderful and magical sons. They're all so different and cool. And eventually the job place sort of changed and my life changed. And I'm really into things that you can't measure, um, like love. And I think that I was sort of in a corporate structure where there was a lot of measurement um, required and it wasn't ticking with me anymore. So in the span of just a few years my marriage ended my job ended my i left my house i mm-hmm. lost my father mm-hmm. and everything was falling apart and falling together oh, so on paper it looks like it's falling apart and that's what happens you know we sort of shatter to make mm-hmm. room mm-hmm. and so i and i continue to actually shatter i am nowhere near done with my Brokenheartedness. You know, in your email to me, you said, How did you heal your heart? And I thought, Well, I haven't.
0: Mm, (laughs) I mean, and I'm
1: yeah, and I'm totally and completely fine with that. And Mm. I'm even more fine with all the other people who haven't, because for me, we are all works in progress. I wrote the book on absolutely nothing. Every time I thought I was right about something. I was, you know, wrong. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, I was, you know, the pieces, those pieces of something you just struck in me was um, because this is a week that has been full of um, political news that has sparked women's hearts. So women who have been victims of violence, as I have been, and sexual assaults, we, our hearts have been re-sparked by this. And what you said, that thing about that we're always healing, I I totally agree with that and I was coaching somebody who sh- she's um many years she's probably 15 or 20 years actually probably 20 to 25 years after her assault but she still is physically triggered um by certain things that men even say to her or a certain tone and and I remember <clears throat> that I couldn't even have a man whisper behind my my ear, Mm -hmm. I would get triggered. And I I was like, wow, I was recognizing, wow, that piece of my heart actually has healed a lot more in the last few years. Yay. You know, but it wasn't something Mm -hmm. that I consciously even doing. I was working on all kinds of subconscious stuff, but it's I agree with you on the work in progress thing. And I don't I don't consider myself in any way, shape or form an expert. I'm just on the journey as well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm glad you brought up this week's events because I think it has been a tremendously harrowing catalyst. Mm-hmm. And um most of the things in my life that were the most harrowing did become catalysts. And I found myself incredibly triggered this week also and I Don't engage in politics really at all. Love is my religion. You know, it's teach only love, give only love, keep on loving. Whoever's showing a behavior needs more love. And I was so struck by, you know, the horror and passion that I felt about wanting to do something. And then I always, always, always come back to the children. And then I realized the one voice of reason this week was the child who said, we should pray for her. Mm -hmm. the daughter who said and I thought yeah and we there's some reason and Mm -hmm. I do think that the kids know and Mm -hmm. I do think that all of the children around us have a lot to say and they're seeing a lot and they're Mm -hmm. taking in a ton Mm -hmm. and if we can love them more and right and better I think that's how we can Change things, and I, I, you know, I came from thinking I was gonna, I want to change the world. To, I just hope I can make that guy on the corner feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And and now I really have resigned myself to, it's sort of one smile at a time for me.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: mm-hmm. it's one person at a time because there's so much to do, and I don't know how to get it started, but I know how to love somebody, mm. and. I sort of do that by seeing them and you know, I didn't study you or your podcast or anything before we got on the phone because I want to, I just want it to be real and no preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. That's why I love, I I love just letting it all unfold before me so that I can't get myself all set up for what I think it is mm-hmm. because I'm, like I said, I'm usually wrong. Um, but if we can sort of see the light in each other more, I think, just look for the one good thing. There's Mm got to be something. And show that person that about them. And that's the reflection, that back and forth, you know, I see the light in you and then you're going to see it in me. And then we have this good circle going instead of us finding the thing we don't like. And there's a lot not to like these days, but (laughs) I think we have to keep showing up we'd have to keep, keep popping back up.
0: Do you ever investigate that concept of the thing that I don't like in you is in me? That's a theme throughout my book is shadow work. And I was just wondering.
1: (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Absolutely. Always. It's yes. I mean, if I am triggered by somebody or something, it's always something within me. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. And, um, I work a lot with a wonderful teacher who, you know, just says, you know, we got to sit, just sit with it, sit with it. And, you know, don't overreact. And as you can tell, I'm a very reactive, excitable, and I'm learning just to sit with it. And it's always an inside job. It's always back to me. Mm -hmm. And I only learned this by being so incredibly defensive and protective and all the things that I didn't want to be. Because mm-hmm. I was always um, scanning for trouble, sort of scanning for danger, so that I could be prepared. And that makes oh. for a really good worker. Wow. Right? Yeah. It, right. Yeah. You're really <laughs> it makes efficient. An, <laughs> yes, it makes for an, I mean, really, all of my core wounds made me, the, an, I think, an excellent employee. I was watching for everything, I was very um, fast because there was a sense of urgency, but that urgency was, I needed to survive. Mm
0: -hmm. And now
1: I know that I'm surviving anyway, and no matter what, and I'm held by something so much bigger than myself. And that's where I think the shift came um, after the sort of stripping down in 2011 and so much loss and even more stripping down in the past two years and more loss. When I learned that I'm not in charge and that all I can manage is my reaction to it, it really changed. It makes for much more peaceful days because the burden of thinking that you actually can make it happen. And I was a big make it happen kind of gal, like Mm -hmm. get it done, make it happen, go faster. And again, that serves you for a long period of your life. For me in the second half, I don't know if it's going to serve me. So, I mean, it serves me a little because I can make a whole lot of things in one day You know, (laughs) it serves me in my art because some of my friends go like, you made all that in one day. And it's like, well, I still have that, um, that drivenness in me, Mm -hmm. which came from survival, Mm -hmm. but just surviving is not necessarily thriving. And now I kind of want to (laughs) thrive.
0: That's beautiful. I have, I want to stop you on that point of the sense of urgency, because I still do have that, like. And right now I'm in a period, I have like a 30 to 60 day period. I'm taking it in 30 day chunks. Um, uh, where I have to work at kind of at high velocity, and my mm-hmm. my list is generally you look at your to do list and you can go oh these things can go down here and maybe wait a while but nothing can right now <laughs> so oh my god I know it's it but it's just for a time right it's not like for the rest of my life and I'm just it's it's fine but that. I'm, when you said that thing about the sense of urgency, how did you, um, I mean, I, I'm separating it from what I'm going through right now, but I know that that's a pattern in my life. Um, so I love, any tips? And I know a lot of women have that as well. So tell us any tips. Yeah. How you, oh
1: gosh. Well, a couple, first of all, I'm, I'm not sure, like I said, that I've completely managed it, but one tip I have is that we are right on time all the time. Oh, that's good. You are right on time. Yeah, and oh, I just got goosebumps, and that's it awesome. works. Yes. So when you're like, "Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up!" just stop and mm-hmm. say, "I am right on time. I will be given all of the help I need for this. I will be fully supported in this, and this will go out the door in the way it's meant to be for the highest good for all concerned. Right on time, yeah. and you will get it done. And way will open. That's another one that." Um, this angelic woman named Abby taught me. I worked with her for years as a coach um, and she would always tell me, and this was during my height of my corporate days. And I would say, t- and I had three babies at home and a mm. big fat fancy job. And she would just say, way will open way will open. And I used to joke and it's actually not funny, but I used to say I was half enough for both half enough at home and half enough at work. Mm. And it was, that was sort of my cross to bear and it was a lot of suffering as a working mom and actually there was something to be very proud of for being a working mom i was had a really cool job a great job that was doing good but then i was so guilty about it when i'd come home and so that actually doesn't even make for the most you know the i would have liked to be a stronger beacon of light for my kids in some of the younger years you know i think i actually now think I could have done some things, a lot of things better. So anyway, back to that urgency. It's not all up to you also. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: haven't you ever gotten that rush where you're like, oh my gosh, how did I get that all done? Yes, yes, yes. Miracle. I had a miracle last last week that I
0: literally, at the end of the day, it must have been legions of angels that were helping me absolutely unequivocally throughout the day because And it wasn't only me, it it was a, it was a dance, an elegant dance. That's so great. I love that.
1: I love that because those angels will make the phone stop ringing and they'll keep people from knocking on your door, (laughs) all of that stuff. and, And I really have experienced that when you will get, it's, it's all fear underneath that urgency right? Mm -hmm. It's fear. Yeah. And for me too, it's when I feel like I'm not being productive enough, you know, if I just keep peeling back and peeling back and peeling back. And even when I was in corporate America, people go, what's going wrong? And I'd say, if you peel back every layer, you will find that underneath all of it is still fear. Mm
0: -hmm. It's still
1: fear, fear of not enough, fear of getting beat, you know, fear of not being the relevant one. And that's just all not true. Mm -hmm. It's just a made up story. I mean, I've come some way. I have a long way to go. And I also think that people like us with a sense of urgency can harness it in a very powerful and helpful way. So don't, don't feel bad about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was um, at the Apple store today and I, I had an appointment to pick something up and then I got it and I realized I had ordered the wrong size. And so there was, you know, it was a delay. Of about an hour. So I was there for an hour and a half instead of just one hour. And oh, maybe I was there for two hours. I think I might have been there two hours. But I had the most glorious time with this Apple guy. And we had so much fun. And I was sitting there because I had only booked a half an hour in my calendar for that, right? <laughs> it ended up. Yeah. And I was like, nope, this is absolutely perfect. I was supposed to get love from him, he was supposed to get love from me.
1: Yes, I love that. Yeah, there's really no accident where you are and who you're with and why you're there. I mean just like Lulu coming to the table at the end of the show when everybody else was packed up. I was just not <sighs> packed up because I was a dilly-dallier. Everyone was gone, the parking lot was empty. She should I should have been gone by then. If we surrender to the fact that right where we are whether it's stuck in traffic or at the Apple store, there's someone there that needs you. Hmm. There's someone there that needs you. And it doesn't even have to be with words. You can just be the calm, quiet one there, and someone can pick up on your energy. Not that anyone's ever seen me calm or quiet. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah, we sound like kindred spirits. That's for sure. My friends who are listening are just like, Bridget, calm and quiet? What are you talking about? Um, They're like, no,
1: <laughs> no, I'm working on that. I'm working on that for the second half. Maybe I'll be a calm, quiet old lady. Yeah. But I do think that if we, if we sort of, I don't mean give up in a, in a negative way. I mean, just surrender to it. I'm here now. Might as well make the best of it. And really somebody there probably needs a smile or needs some support from you. Cause I think we're like secret agents. We're out there doing work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it just that's doesn't good. look like it. We sort of have to be undercover sometimes. They <laughs> might not know. <laughs> that's
0: So great. Um, yeah. Okay, now I want to swing back to, back to your art. So tell us how you, have you always been making art? Tell us about the journey to where you are right now from corporate America to this incredibly inspiring artist.
1: Uh, well, I've always been sort of a, a doodler and a present giver. I, I'm sort of like an elf and a fairy combined. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I've always made things. But what really happened when, I think when I sort of went all the way into the art was my oldest son was having knee surgery. I happened to have found a a bunch of um, beautiful hide at an old consignment shop because I always shop thrift and junk stores and garage sales. And I was trying to keep myself busy while taking care of him. And I started cutting it up and making these beautiful leather braids, which I then called magic braids. And I would say, you could wear it and, you know, feel your magic, wear it and shine. And I always doodled notes through all of my corporate meetings. I always had a notebook where I would do notes and quotes and inspiration on the inside cover of my notebook throughout really big meetings. And I have (laughs) like dozens and dozens of notebooks where I would be writing thoughts of inspiration to myself myself. Probably to get myself through the meeting, I kind of had I call it attention, everything order because I say, I am paying attention. (laughs) Yeah, I see. I I, could they'd be like, Oh, Julie's not paying attention again. And I go, No, 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 no. I heard you, I heard you, I heard you. And I'm making a picture right here, and I'm doodling a quote, and I'm making the plan. I I could see it all, but because of my, um, I guess you could say, Spolkus. Have you heard of Spolkus? It's kind of ants in your pants. Um, I think it's Yiddish for ants in your pants. I would doodle. So anyway, so I started making magic braids. And that's pretty funny because it's actually something that I just sort of throw on the side at my art shows now. And then one thing led to another and I started making dream catchers. And then I started taking, I found all these little um, worry dolls, like mother holding child at -hmm. another consignment store. And I love All things mother and child I sort of collect all things mother and child and I don't even remember how or who or for what I did it but I glued it on a piece of beautiful art paper and then I started to write something under it like you know I carry your heart with me I carry it in my heart and then I messed up a little bit and so I ripped up another piece of paper and I put it over the top of it and I wrote it and then I messed up a little bit more so I covered up with glitter so my point is that my art was an utter accident. There was never a plan. I never sat down and said, now I am going to be the artist that I always felt in my soul. I always knew I loved to write and I love to doodle and I love to make things. and I love to give things away. But I, there was never, and I say this because I know so many of us are trained to, you know, make it happen or manifest it or what's your 10-year plan? This was not a plan, I can promise you. Mm. And I don't even know how I made my first little hangable piece. So I think, I guess it's so hard to describe because we're on the phone and no one can see pictures, but um, they're little hangable pieces of inspiration.
0: And we'll have, well, I'll have a link to your Instagram also, but it sounds like when you say you don't know um, why or how you started, it sounds like your heart was inspired, like your heart was inspired to make something for your son to comfort him,
1: right? I was inspired to give people a talisman or an offering or a symbol to remind them that they are not alone, that they are loved, that they are held. And whether that's pocket angels, which I have a a pack of like 18 pocket angels that you can put in your back pocket and each angel is different with a little message. And then on the back, they all say, you know, to remind you, you never walk alone. So Mm. for me, it was a way, this is so bad slash good, it was a way to sneak messages of hope and love into the world through a shiny object that they wanted to have. <laughs> mm, that's so You know what I mean? Because Absolutely. I can't I don't have any right or credential to sort of say how to live or even make up a quote that somebody would want to quote me, right? But when people see something that they love and it makes them feel good, I can I can put the message on there. I kind of think I'm a little bit of a messenger. I just happen to serve it up in a sparkly way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They'll know when they go to your Instagram, they'll see your handwriting is so magical. It is like fairy elf writing.
1: That's a complete, I mean, I always joke that, you know, I love it when God holds the pen for me or the pencil for me. And really my various fonts came about in writing, you know, either a tooth fairy letter or a Santa Claus letter. Not that those things are not real because they are, I just work for them. And sometimes <laughs> I write their letters for them. Um, kids. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I work for those guys. And so I practice writing like them and it just comes. It, the real stuff you can't make happen. You know, you can't, you can make yourself get up and get out of bed and go sit at the table and do the art, but it has to sort of come through you, probably like a musician or or a novelist. It just comes through you. And what's interesting and difficult about the artist path is because I often have the voice that's going, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then, and so I have to manage that. And I manage that, you know, you and Lulu are tremendous gifts to me. Because you say, oh, that's what you're doing. You're sharing love with somebody. Mm -hmm. And and that's all we really need. And that's the best thing we can do. I think it's just the very best thing we can do on the planet right now. Mm -hmm. And it's it's absolutely mandatory. And I want to start with them young so that when they grow up, maybe they won't be as wounded as, you know, some of our generation. I think we have a chance to... Love these kids back to health in a way that the next round is a little smoother. Mm
0: -hmm. And they don't have to follow the patterns before them.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're all carrying a lot of patterns. Um, The art is a great way to, I want it all to carry meaning. And I don't, it can be a leather braid that I call magic. Because if you decide that your leather braid is magic, and when you're wearing it, you got the magic, it's your choice. Mm-hmm. And everything is our choice. I used to joke when I was in marketing that, you know, it's all made up anyway. So make up a plan that you like or make up a story that you want to believe. Mm-hmm. It's made up. It's mm-hmm. our truth. And every single second we can pick, is it love or is it fear? Is it love or is it fear? Is it love or is it fear? And fear stalks us, but love, you know, is inconquerable. And it, I, I believe, and I know I'm I'm a hopeful one, but I I do believe it will always come through for us.
0: Are there any artists that inspire you? Oh gosh.
1: I you know what? I am inspired by spiritual teachers and writers. I, you know, love Marianne Williamson and I love a teacher named Geardrick Wolsack and I like an old Franciscan named Richard Rohr. I really get my inspiration from words and when you see my art, um, it's words. Mm-hmm, it's a, mm-hmm. It's mostly words. And even when I make a crystal necklace, it's the note that goes with it that says, you know, I carry the light. Mm-hmm. It's the words. In fact, when I did my first show, everybody, all they said was, oh, we love all the notes. We love mm-hmm. all the notes. Yeah, I and I call them love notes. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm an artist in words. And I also, um, just like I try not to peek at somebody's whole bio I try to stay pure in my art and I'm sometimes afraid if I look too much that I will lose myself
0: mm-hmm. I'm you like yeah like when I was writing my book and editing my book so that's like a three-year process I couldn't read any other books I can't <laughs> I can't do that mm-hmm. um I wanted to um, say that you love one of my favorite writers which poets which is Rumi on your oh in, yes, on your, yes, your, yes 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 I, I have Rumi threat woven throughout my book and on your Instagram is one of my favorite quotes with every breath I plant the seeds of devotion I am a farmer of the heart that's so and, and yeah is you you chose the perfect quote for yourself
1: <laughs> that oh I got goosebumps again that is the one that says everything for me because before I started making things, I was a heart spotter. I don't know if I you knew this. But, no, what um, is
0: this? What is a heart spotter? <laughs> what, 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 works? Oh, um, I know, I
1: can't believe I didn't tell you. I, I always see hearts and I know lots of people do. And a, before Instagram was even a thing, when it was just Facebook, I started seeing hearts and taking pictures of them and naming them and talking about them and I made a blur book once called "For All the Hearts That Have Gone Unseen." I see you, and then it took you through all the different oh. hearts—the smashed ones, and the trashed ones, and the hidden ones, and the scared ones—and I would. So I saw hearts everywhere, and I have. And then Instagram came along, and I'm I see a heart on Instagram, and I have you know, I think more than three thousand hearts on there. Um, oh my god! So,
0: I don't know yeah. how I miss this. I was just at you, I'm, you I'm could totally miss it
1: because oh I've gosh. been. Oh yeah so i've cool. been way over on the um i I was capturing so many hearts a day that I almost couldn't function you know it was like, <laughs> i just, and it yeah. you know how it takes you away and you're and you're lost in the like i gotta get it i gotta- i gotta take the picture i gotta take the picture, and then i gotta post the picture and then oh did i post you know it it got to where I was doing it so much that I was missing the magic of just being with the heart. And then as I said, I had sort of another stripping the past two years, which is a whole nother podcast, but um, I was not posting many hearts because I'm very honest. And and in my posting, I will not post something super joyful and clicking your heels together if I am in a pile on the ground in tears. I just can't. So when you said
0: stripping your heart was...
1: Yeah, just another um big uh big, loss? big, big yeah, big loss and and away awakening and awareness and all regarding children. Um mm. so it was and it's been the most painful and most gifted thing in the world, which I just wanna say to any any moms um out there that when it's really, really, really dark, God is in the room and we will come through. Everybody will come through. And Mm -hmm. that's where the real learning is afoot. But, you know, when we sign up for this above all else, I want to see, I want to know, I want to be a truth seeker. You get the truth. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not a pretty affirmation on a sparkly card. Like I make, Mm -hmm. it can be really hard. And that's what someday I will share more about. Um, Because I don't want everybody to think that I have this like sparkly, sweet, well curated thing going on over here. Mm -hmm. I can make really pretty things. And I'm, and I love God and Rumi and children. And I suffer and people around me suffer. And it's not always a perfectly filtered Instagram picture. And that sometimes worries me that I'm putting forth this oh look how pretty everything is when i really want to say i promise you it's not it's not always pretty and that's still totally okay mm-hmm. but it's just not always pretty but that's wow. where the learning comes and the shattering and and that's okay
0: and there's definitely there's a trend out there right now to show the other side also you know there are there are people who are revealing the ugly side of things and I'm not saying um they're in in a naughty way I'm saying in a like my life is shit right now look at it that kind of thing is also (laughs) you know what I'm saying it's like a trend in the last couple of years of you know the wide open book
1: yeah I like that I mean I like the honesty of that because I think it lets everybody else know that it's okay for them Mm-hmm. As well, because we all have our stuff, and we're all on our path of learning, and um, I haven't really gone public with any of that kind of thing because I don't feel like it's all mine to share and i sure. and so I like to super honor all the other people, but I do want to say that we can come through great pain with incredible learning and polish. You know, I feel like I'm being purified over the last several years. Like and, you're,
0: in, you're in the fire. You're not in the frying pan. Oh you're actually in the
1: fire. Yeah. In the, I felt like I walked through the fire a few times, but um, I still don't think I would change it. I'd never want, I don't like to see anybody suffer and I never want, especially children to suffer. But I think that through that is, I would have, had I not suffered, I would never have fallen to my knees and been on the, on the spiritual path. If everything were hunky-dory, mm-hmm. why would I have gone seeking? Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for all of the you know, kicks in the chin because that made me go, hmm, how can I help this? This hurts. Mm-hmm. And the way I chose to help it was through my spiritual path and my sort of feeling all the feelings. I remember when I was getting divorced, everybody was like, come on, you got to just have a glass of wine with me, have some fun. And I said, I'm afraid I won't feel my feelings. Mm. I want to feel all my feelings. Mm. Yeah. So I've sort of, I'm, I did have an epidural when I gave birth, but my (laughs) epidural of the heart sort of wore off in 2011. (laughs)
0: Really of the that is
1: genius. That's great. Yeah. It, well, it works for a while, but they do wear off. And now, <laughs> um, now I know too much. Now I, I can't get another one, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I, I've never had kids and I always knew that I wouldn't. And I didn't, I didn't want, I just always knew even as a child, I told my dad, no, I'm not going to have kids. That's not my path. And he was always trying to convince me to change my mind. I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and I know he's laughing. Um, he's gone now. But um, but I have such a compassion for all moms, and I feel like moms, you're talking about going through the, into the fire. I feel like you guys are constantly, as the moment you become pregnant, you are walking through the fire.
1: There's also great, I can't. I cannot tell a lie. There's great ego tied up in being a mom. There's great righteousness and um, sort of like a holier than thou thing that goes on. And there's, there's a lot that goes on with it. And I always joke that my greatest spiritual teachers did not have kids. (laughs) <laughs> because I think they knew <laughs> like you want to sign up for that class go for it uh, that class is hard I always I also joke that I must have been you know hung over when I signed up for my life classes because I feel like I took like all the 7 a.m Friday morning when everybody else is like I'm not taking class on Fridays and I was like well stack the decks with you know parenting and loss and but I do think that um that those who are on the path of not having had a child are on a supreme, incredible, brilliant, enlightened path. Really?
0: (laughs) Well, I feel like kids push your buttons in a way that no one else on the planet can, like not even a husband can. I feel like children push buttons that... So I won't have some buttons pushed this lifetime that... Well, you might've had them pushed in the last lifetime. You you could be. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I don't regret. I literally, I, there's nothing about what I'm saying that is a regret. I'm so happy. And I love being, um, you know, a little auntie to my, my friends, kids and stuff, but um, it, it just wasn't my path. But when you were just talking about walking through the fire, I just I felt like I needed to acknowledge you for, for taking on. Ah. Um,
1: uh. For no, taking those early more Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so you walked through the fire and now do you feel like in the last couple of years that your heart has healed more than it had ever before,
1: even due to this fire? I would say broken more than ever before the last two years. Um I think but broken in a in a roomy sort of way.
0: <laughs> you
1: mm, know? Mm-hmm, I mean mm-hmm. on the On the Sufi path it's all about the broken heart it's all about the shattered heart and maybe that's why I'm so okay with mine Um, because it lets me understand so many people around me I remember when I thought I had it all going on I was not nearly as compassionate you know and Mm -hmm. I might have been more judgy let me tell you I will not judge now because I, I've walked a lot of different paths where I'm like, why I would have absolutely no business judging that. So I think um, I'm probably on the precipice of an, a new round of healing right about now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just sort of coming out of the past two years. I'm so grateful that I was able to do my art through all of this. That sort of never stopped. Um, but I have no idea what the next round is or where I'm needed or how I'm needed. And I have this, this little prayer um, that I, I found in my car that I've had in there since November of 2014, okay. November 12, 2014 on one of my little ripped up pieces of paper. And it says, if she centered in her heart and used divine order to beckon and invite those who needed her, they would surely come. I'm here I'm here to be of service and to love in whatever way the universe decides to start using me.
0: Well I hope that the universe continues to use you as an artist because <laughs> <your> heart, <laughs> your is- me too, it's-, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> well then I can't imagine that it won't continue. Well, is there anything else that you want to say?
1: Anything, any oh other- my gosh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think I could leave you and maybe I'll make a little piece of art for you that says this with a Tennessee Williams quote that is so simple and so right Um, and it just says we are saved only by love love for each other and the love we pour into the art that we feel compelled to share. Wow. Isn't that a good one? Oh, my God. That's such a good one. And that is so you. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think art can be anything. Art doesn't have to be a painting. Art can be how you teach mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. how you talk or how you write that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And I think it's just so simple, especially this week when things were so hard. Yes. Um just to remember things just to remember we are saved only by love, love for each other and the love we pour into the art that we feel compelled to share. That's so
0: beautiful. And in fact, that's the one thing that I feel like healed my heart this week was pouring, pouring love into Christine Blasey Ford. Um, Like I had, I felt I had to give to the GoFundMe page, and I just had to. Just even talking about her, it just felt good to just send her love through words and just send prayer, send prayers to her. That was the only comfort that I got was pouring love into her. I hope she got it. I mean, even
1: even his daughter was praying for her. So you know, from the mouths of babes, and I just thought she was the picture of grace and strength and. And all the things that you know women try to be strong and smart and kind and polite and graceful, and she showed all of that to me and i'm I'm grateful for her work Yes so yeah, that's, and that's for a, yours
0: thank you thank you, and I'm grateful for yours, oh my gosh, okay, so thank you, thank you, thank you for um, being another Another way to enter our hearts, another joyous spark of love for all of us. And I just want to acknowledge you for all that you do and, and, and thank God for the journeys that you've been on that have led you to this exact spot. Thank you, thank you. Julie. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. That was Julie Alonzo. You can find her on Instagram at by Julie Alonzo with an S by Julie, A-L-O-N-S-O, and she calls her art The Heart Way by Julie Alonzo. How exquisite is that? Check her out, everyone, and if you feel like it, please go over to iTunes and give us a review over on iTunes. It'll bring more superheroes into the fold. Also, Superhero of Love is now available for pre-order on Amazon and Barnes & Noble's website. Um, anywhere that you buy your books. Thanks for coming today, Superhero. Have a great day.